This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know. What's up everybody, welcome to another edition of the Only Friends Podcast. We are very graciously joined by... An extension of the only friends family, the one and only Marley Sprague. She's mostly friends. <laughs> she, she's a very viable uh, replacement for Landon. Yes. Yeah. My hair's well, not quite as luscious, but. Right. Like what you give up in the hair, you, you uh, contribute in worldly knowledge and. Thank you. Balancing out the feminine energy in here. Yeah. Also, Christian's back doing the same. Balancing the feminine energy. <laughs> we missed you, big guy. You, when do you leave again? <laughs> I'll be out of town Friday. You, you got the show all to yourself. How come you're always out of town on Fridays? Like when Brian brings food. I don't like his shit. No, that's not true. Did you not take the whole tray of chicken? Home I was just about to say. Uh, I, I took it Thank home, you. and <laughs> I, I, I did my little Berkey method on it. You know, I threw it in covered a pot. it in ketchup. No, 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 please. I would take all the seasoning off. I wouldn't insult yeah. your... You rinsed you it. Blended it. Appreciate that. Put it in the dishwasher. And no, <laughs> I, I put it in a pot. Don't you put chicken in the blender? No. I've seen Ew. you do that. No, I shred chicken in a blender sometimes. <laughs> oh, <my> Ew. <laughs> Use a mixer Listen, sometimes. Everyone in this room has had my shredded chicken with eggs, and every goddamn one of you has enjoyed it. I, I've I never did. had that shit in my life. Well, every single one of you is just like... What did you have my chicken? I've never had it in my life. Uh, I took the I took the uh, the the remaining chicken, put it in a pot, added bone broth, added a cup of rice, and about a half a stick of butter. And my God, I mean the half a stick of butter saved it. You. Reduced it reduced down to to just this like chicken rice slop that was Ugh. one of the best tasting things I've ever had in my entire life. I, see, I feel like you could just say, you could have done anything. You could be like, I put this and I put that and I put eggshells in there. And then when you end it with, I put a half a stick of butter, then yeah. it's all good. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. The, 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 the half a stick of butter better. is r the real key to cooking. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, true. What else are we doing but just building conduits for butter? Butter. Right? Am I right? You no, understand. you're not right. You have a disorder. <laughs> I love butter. Okay, so you're with, on board with the disorder. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can get with you on that one. <laughs> right, right, okay. Down with the sickness. Down with the sickness. All right, before the girls take over the show, which is inevitable, uh, let's talk sports. Yeah. <laughs> a little national championship game last night. Nobody gave a shit about that. Yeah. Like, no one cares. The championship <laughs> game was clearly Duke versus UNC. Like, that was, that everybody was watched game. that. Everybody tuned in. Nobody, there was no hype around. Everybody Kansas cared game. at halftime when UNC was up by 15 and looked like they were going to upset a Kansas team yeah. that uh, seemingly was supposed to steamroll. Do you think the ratings were, bit, were higher for the Duke UNC or the, or the championship game? <sighs> My instinct was going to say Duke UNC, but I think because it was Monday night and there was literally nothing else mm -hmm. on, there's a good chance that the championship yeah. outperformed. Sure. Um, that could be a good point. I, I just feel like. I was super hyped watching UNC Duke, and I wasn't. There was no allure for me for the Kansas UNC. Yeah, there was no narrative for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I but felt for people who've been following all year, I feel like this was a big match. I'm, I'm sure it was, but I, yeah, for for the casual viewer, I, I was, I was hyped about the the other mm -hmm. game, the Final Four. We went, you know, went to the bar, watched the game. It was exciting, and then last night I was like, nah, eh, put it on. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But it was an awesome comeback. I mean, congrats. Biggest of all time. It yeah, was, yeah it, was the, it was the biggest comeback in NCAA finals history. Uh, I don't know how close you were watching, but UNC suffered four injuries throughout, and one of them was, like, pretty outrageous. Uh, I think it was their guard rolled, rolled his ankle on a loose flu- floorboard in the, in the championship. So here's a slow-mo of it right here. Uh, right there. I the didn't know there just, was a loose floorboard. I, I mean, I saw that, but... The floor just like totally gives way. It's so sick. Oh, <laughs> and and he and he he, uh, he twisted his ankle previously in in the Duke game. Yeah, so that, right. So that same so obviously ankle makes that it worse. like yeah. Uh, you know the conspiracy theories are out. Obviously, this is another mm-hmm. another hack job by Kansas. The uh, the big wigs that are the powers to be wanted the Midwest to take home another title. They can't have it going to to Raleigh. Too much too much hardware already there. That's how it works. Yeah, that is how it works. No, I don't. I don't know. Uh, it was a, it was a pretty sick comeback. Um, from everything I could tell, it just seems like the UNC team is a little bit younger. So I don't. I don't think it's like super shocking. But obviously, injuries down the stretch obviously play a role. A lot of variance. Basketball is a kind of back and forth type of game anyway. So it's a game it's, of runs. Yeah, it's not yeah. like we don't see mm. these sort of comebacks happening more often. Like you don't you don't see this happen in baseball where a team gets up by eight and. You know, they just blow it in the second half. No. <laughs> like, no, nobody has an eight-run comeback in, in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning or anything along those lines. Um, but different sports. And uh, we'll talk baseball next week. Pay the players. Really close. Uh, next week. How about Thursday? Well, it won't start by the time we go live, and I'm not here Friday. One o'clock, man. Oh Game man, no baseball. Yeah. Darn. No Wait, talking What are you guys going to talk about anyway? The Yankees? Yeah. I mean, Obviously, I'm gonna, it's only real team to talk about. I'm going to be useless on Thursday. I'm going to be staring at the screen while the game is playing. I can't believe I, I had this whole April Fool's bit uh, planned out in my head, and I completely forgot about it uh, for last Friday. But I was just going to run with this idea that the Pirates had actually been sold to a AAA affiliate. <laughs> of the of the Yankees and, and have been actually demoted out of the MLB <laughs> down to the AAA level oh. to uh, to give talent to the rest. That one of, actually might get through because of it's course, believable. of course. I mean, it's what they've been doing for a decade anyway. Is just yeah, supplying the rest of the league with talent. Yep. Who do the Yankees need this year? We got a first round draft pick. Oh, yeah. We'll hook you up. Come on, I mean, they'll, they'll eventually have O'Neill Cruz for sure. <laughs> yeah. I wish I knew who time. that was. He's like one of our best prospects. Yeah, it's 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 really, it's really hard to keep up. the The turnover is. I'm going to keep you informed as the podcast grows and 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 we go into the I mean, summer. I'm going to let again? you know. I'm going to give you like a daily or weekly update on how the pirates are doing. Please spare <laughs> us both. <laughs> Your poor dad, man. Your Loves poor it. fucking dad has been sitting at home watching every game of every <laughs> season for the last 30 years he loves since it. the We Are Family era. Oh man, well that was the glory days. Though. Here's the thing about calling everybody poor today. No, port, that's not what it means in this reference. <laughs> I understand English is your second language, but this is not how poor is being utilized here. Then well, how are you using it? It means I feel sorry for him. I have because sympathy for him. Not because he lacks money. <laughs> your poor dad. Because he's being robbed of time. Robbed and it's not wow. poor. <laughs> are you saying he's not robbed because he's poor? He's been watching the porn. He's been watching these. No, you said you said poor again. Oh, yeah, the, the pirates, well, the pirates are, poor. are poor. But well, no. They're the actually super rich. Well, yeah, the yeah they're, they're frugal is what they are. Yeah. He's been watching this bum of a fucking team for 50 years, waiting for them to, to, to reemerge the weird family days. And the closest they got was a three-year stretch with Bonds. That well, was it. Wait, what about the three-year stretch with McCutcheon? They didn't go to any championship games. 
Oh, no, championship They made the fucking playoffs. That's our bar now. 99 games in, in 2015. That's a lot. Yeah, but, like, that's our bar is that they won a fucking wild card game. Yeah. That's low, man. Yeah, That's super low. But we take what we can get when, the, when we're the Pirates. Yeah, man. What a weird, what a weird uh, framework where you're from, like, one of the most storied franchises in the history of any sport uh, for all the sports, nonetheless. Like, the Steelers are, like, one of the most storied football franchises. The Pirates... Competed in the first World Series ever. Like they just date back to the dawn of time. The Penguins have four or five cups under their belt, and now here we are, where one of those three teams is just the redheaded stepchild of the league. Nobody wants Shame, anything to man. do with it. I'm gonna keep watching them. Yeah, you're a glut for punishment. I respect that. Yeah. Speaking of a glut for punishment, let's uh, let's talk high rollers. So yesterday's. Uh, Titan 100K was finally settled with the average stack being 20 blinds with five remaining. So it was, uh, there was a lot going on. Uh, it was a very weird turn of events. I caught a little bit of the coverage. There were two straight flushes, or was it straight flushes or royal quads. flushes? There's quads and, and straight quads. flush. So one guy made quads and a royal flush. Were they both against, it was the same guy that made them or it was against the same guy? I think guy? it was the same guy that made them. Was it against the same guy, that purple I, shirt? By the no. way, that shirt was amazing. <laughs> I couldn't keep, take my eyes off it. I really what, want it. What was so special about it? It was just beautiful, like the color mm. and the pattern, and like it was like silky. Yeah. Amazing. So, uh, I know Mike Watson made a royal, and then uh, I believe it was Mulder who ultimately went on to win, or maybe it was Volga Sang. One of the guys from Netherlands made quads and a straight flush. I yeah, believe. yeah. Uh, I think it was Vogel Sang. Um, so yeah, I don't think it happened versus the same player, but the two young pros from the Netherlands that are friends finished one and two Mulder getting first Volgesang getting second 1.9 million, 1.4 million. Uh, Jake laddered his way up from sixth in chips with six left to actually finish third. Although six in chips didn't really mean much. He was three blinds behind the chip leader. Uh, Watson ended up getting fourth Daniel Devoris, who was chip leader with five left got fifth, but again, there was only a couple of big blinds separating him from the bottom. And then, as we mentioned yesterday, Soyza got sixth. I mean, it's nice to see Mike Watson back in, like, <clears throat> high roller scene. Yeah, it's interesting to me that he went to Cyprus and didn't come here for... He's uh, Canadian. I think, it's, I think it's probably just a Canadian tax issue. Oh, that's true. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Also, I think, from everything I can tell, this is just a bigger series. The yeah, 50K6 yeah, sure. max got, like, 80 players, which yeah. is double what most of the 50Ks are getting here. Actually, it might even be closer to triple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bigger series. More, more pros are traveling there. They probably All the Macau just, guys are there. Yeah, all the Macau guys are there. It's just probably higher EV. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, one person in this room has had the pleasure to be a part of one of these Triton series. It wasn't True. me. It was, me? Uh, it was a much younger Marley Sprague. Yes. Your, much... first, your first gig. Yes, my first, kind of my first gig, yeah. I bombed so hard, man. <laughs> I was so bad at that job. I thought you were fine. I, I think you think you were bad because you were. I mean, Jason yeah. you were liked it. her a lot. I, I, I like, I, well, I just kind of got thrown into it. So I had to like find my footing, which I thought I did a pretty good job of. But um, yeah, it was rough at times. I th- yeah, I think like <laughs> when you know that you're faking it until you make it, yeah. you're very conscientious of the fact that like well, everybody's just- going to know. Well, I just like had to step up because I was literally in this like fucking random country in the middle of nowhere on a cliff for two weeks. And so I just had to figure it out. 
Where uh, where was it whenever you did it? I did Montenegro and I did London. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's oh, they right. brought you back. I did it wasn't that bad. It could have been that bad. No. <laughs> you had a two a two yeah. city stop. But what? Why do you think it was? Why do you think you bombed? Um, well, just in the beginning, I didn't really know what kind of questions to ask. And so like, I think the first interview I did was actually with Linus and I was like trying to be funny and like, oh, you look 12. Like, do you have a girlfriend? Can you like be playing here? Like, I was just trying to be funny. It just kind of wasn't that vibe. This is literally like, 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 like this gig happened like four months after she puts a vlog out that says she sucks dick for steak. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, now all of a sudden you're in this professional setting yeah. and you're like wearing a ball gown and you're supposed to be interviewing like the top of the top yeah. and you're just like, well, I tend to rely on humor in these situations. So I think the hardest part of your job is all, is always when people bust, right? And it's like, you have to interview someone that just busted a super high roller like, how did you, how did you deal with that? It's, it's so hard. Well, also like on breaks, they basically just, the producer, oh, I didn't have a producer. I just had the camera guy and he just says, go get somebody and interview them. Right. Yeah. And of course it's like, they have like 10 minutes and they're mm -hmm. stressed and they don't want to talk to you. And so you have to like go to people and be like, Hey, and sometimes they just flat out say no, or they just, you know, give you one word answers or right. they just, I mean, basically no one wants to talk to you. I mean, not honestly, nobody. Some people were very nice. Like actually Bryn Kenny was very nice. Um, a couple other people, I remember him specifically being like really nice, can be some good, he's a good interview because he'll yeah. like talk shit and he'll like yeah, get he into it. it. Um, but it's just a really hard job. It's a hard job. It's a really sure. hard job. I mean, you have to be like outgoing. I'm not outgoing really, which is like, you wouldn't think so, but I'm very introverted and just, but. I, got, I, I, I also think it. it's like hard when you're exposed to that world to begin with. Like I try to put myself in your shoes and be like, you know, uh, I, I can speak off the cuff. I think I'm well-spoken enough to ask poignant questions and stuff like that. But I've been on the other side of the camera where it's like, you're the one being interviewed in a situation where like, you don't care to be, or you're annoyed yeah. cause you just busted or whatever the case would be. It's like, yeah. what, what, new revolutionary question are you per possibly going to ask a person who's well, busted a tournament that's like they don't want like they don't i was trying to be too creative with it they don't really want that i think from what my experience like they kind of just want you to fill the time yeah. with mm. just like you know how's it going and how do you like try in and it's kind of that kind of stuff which you know is a skill sure but i'm not very good at <laughs> I, I don't envy. I don't envy anybody who has to do it. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. You ever just Jeff throw Platt them a curveball awesome. and be like, "You ever kiss a guy?" <laughs> <laughs> no, that would That's be the, play. the best, right? Yeah, like that... you just ask a bunch of normal, like, "So how was it? Like, what was your bust out hand? Mm -hmm. Tell us." Have you ever kissed a guy? Just <laughs> <laughs> in the same sentence. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Oh man! Just throw them that a curveball. So keep you know, wake them up. Are we but gonna I, open that can of worms today? The, the kiss of my topic. <laughs> That's a great segue. Let's see. Like, so our know. next topic. Have you ever kissed a guy? <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. I'll start uh, off. Yes. Yes. Okay, you go. Bravely. So brave. Yes. No. So brave. Uh, I think collectively we came to the conclusion no one in this room other than the two girls have kissed a guy. Yeah, but statistically. True. Allegedly. No. I saw twenty percent, <laughs> like overall. Like men have kissed other men, and but then the number skyrockets. We're talking about straight men, right? This yeah. is sort of straight Yeah, but the number skyrockets in the UK. Yeah, I don't know what's going on out there. It's cultural. Well, they're a little bit less 
homophobic over there. I'm gonna ask those British kids at the Bellagio. <laughs> do, do you think it's homophobia that prevents it though? Like yes. Why? Why do you think that? Like because never... every guy is afraid of being perceived as gay. But I've never had an urge to kiss a guy. I've also never had an urge to like kiss a friend that's a girl on the lips. I've never had an urge, but we all did it when we were younger. Yeah. Why? Just to practice. Yeah. Well, you just like in high school, I kissed a few girls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess you're right in the sense of like normalized. girls start doing it at like sleepovers when they're young. Yeah. Oh. To like practice. Yeah. yeah. Tonguing girls down. And yes, sleep to over? practice. That's yeah. how we. What? That's how why girls oh my are. God. This, that's why girls are better kissers than boys because we've been practicing These for a long time. These sleepovers are everything that we always dripped them to. <laughs> it was like right after the pillow fight. Yeah, but it wasn't sexual. It was very like technical. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was like a breakdown. Like no. Yeah. Like left. don't do this. Like okay, yeah. no, that was like pretty good. But like softer. do. Yeah. Wait, no joke. Uh, there, there's a lot of validity to what you're talking about. The way that I learned to kiss was I studied lesbian porn i literally <laughs> would just like watch hours and hours i just imagine yeah. him like Time practicing out. on his this, hand this I, I, would, like, watch, I didn't practice but uh, you would just try to mimic the mechanics right i would just watch hours of girls kissing girls, girls. are good Did you think kissing. Kissing. They're obviously say, good, good kissing Yo, can't watch hours there is homophobia <laughs> like it's literally all the way down to your childhood yes. like i didn't watch straight porn yeah. i didn't want to see no dick no it's like, it has nothing to do with penis that away. Yeah. No, you guys are you guys are, I, of course i watch regular porn too you, you guys are taking it way out of context it's 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 the fact that i knew women were better kissers so i would watch yes. girls kiss girls because yeah. they're very sensual yes they are very sensual and i think better kissers overall yeah like any guy who's kissing a girl in a porn it's just like grabbing her it's by the gross. back of the head and like, like spitting in like, her mouth they Whoa. just like no there's the no, kind of no, no. Oh. first of all wait hold okay, on we know that's not on your curated feed <laughs> no. <laughs> no i have like sensual massage yeah. you know turns inappropriate oh sure <laughs> not sure. guys <laughs> ripping a girl's head off her body <laughs> Spitting on her corpse. Spit on her. <laughs> Spit on her. Like, whoa, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, we're gonna kill her. <laughs> there's, a really, there's a really funny story uh, that, that correlates to this somewhat. When LaMan and I were like 10 years old, uh, sorry, we found man. a VHS in my grandparents' house. To this day, I don't know if it was my granddad's. It was called not. Sex Busters. It was called Sex Busters. It was, was it a play a on Ghostbusters. Like for spoof? Like a Ghostbuster It was a spoof of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. So they would like show up with their like, you know, ready to go kit like back uh -huh. when like like when like porn was like super corny yeah. super yeah. like yeah. so 80s yeah yeah we they watched it for the plot line obviously they were right. so did you guys like they jerk off in the same room <laughs> no we didn't jerk off at all you just watched we were it. 10 we just watched it yeah we just want to see some boobs weird and what what do guys do like they just like sit there in silence or no i okay my i've heard common. from two different guy friend groups that like when guys are growing up, like they they'll like watch porn and then like put like <laughs> a pillow on their yeah, lap. like they'll put like a pillow on their lap <laughs> and like jerk off. Like no. but, like they don't acknowledge that, that each that other is happen. doing it. No, that We're, did not happen. But like uh, groups of guys, like, no, I've heard from not. two different friend groups that they did this. And they your friend groups are a little bit strange. Fucked up. They that's not a, that, that's <laughs> not what we did growing didn't up. The, didn't well, the Beatles do this? They had an orgy. They had an orgy. Why are you watching porn if you're not gonna? No, but it was like a mission. That, like the Beatles, the, like with sorry, the, I, the, my, the my Beatles, family actually. watches this, and I, I know I this episode's gonna make that. them uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, they were high <laughs> of their mind too. That this helps. Is, are we getting demonetized? 
Oh, we have to be. This is we natural. The the traffic just doubled. Oh, we talking? Yes. Oh my God. Oh, yes. Yo, Yo, we need to buy that. <laughs> Look at that hair. Oh my God, it's I just got like hard. It's like 240p. Oh my God. You want a pillow? I watched one that the used to be. The nostalgia is running through my body. It was like on Skinamax or, or HBR or something, and it was called Star Whores. Interesting. Uh, Star Whores. Yeah, my grandparents somehow finagled free Cinemax, aka Skinamax. Yes. And that was the that was the shit. Yeah, my teenage years were spent. Uh, I wish I could remember the actress's name. She was in all the softcore porn, uh -oh. like all of it. Um, man, something Tweed, Shannon Tweed, maybe I don't know. Something oh yeah, I've heard tweed that name for sure. Um, but she was like in everything, and like just Friday nights were just spent staring at the screen. But honestly, like thinking back to that time frame, it wasn't so mechanical as. Also, we weren't as exposed. The internet wasn't a thing until I was. 16. Mm -hmm. So, like, previous to that, like, you're trying to watch Scrambled Spice Channel or yeah. still a Playboy or something yeah. like that. See a movie that has a sex scene in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you're really soaking it all in. Like, I remember consuming a lot of sex scenes without doing anything but watching. Right. Where it was just like... You were studying? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. kind of, like, you know, trying to get to the bottom of it. Like, how does all this work? Right. I mean, up until I was, like, eight, I thought guys peed in girls to get them pregnant because <laughs> that was the only thing that came out of there. Wow. It I mean, that's, logical. it is logical. Yeah. No, it is. It is. It, it did seem logical, yeah. but then, you know. You were close. You were, you, you were close. You close. Well, I was right. Something came out. <laughs> something, yeah. I thought yes. that Yes, Shannon Tweed. Wow, I'm so good. Wow. What a memory. So this is wow. the she was hot she back was good. Gave you, Yeah. I mean, she's 60 now. But you look great, you're, though. You have to see the post she gave blue balls for years. Yeah. God bless. What yeah. a woman. You think she lives in Vegas now? All those porn stars. We get her on? dead. Damn. Dead? Jesus Christ. This is like 30 years ago. R.I.P. She's dead. This was 30 years Let's ago. Let's go to Wikipedia. She could just be I'm old. Gonna, gonna... Are we sure she's dead? No, I'm not sure she's dead. I said she's probably dead. She <laughs> you think like... she's still doing porn? Okay, like let's get her show? on. Let's get Shannon Tweed on. If anyone knows Shannon Tweed. She's only 57. She was born in 1957. Yeah, she might be dead. That's oh, not that old. Are you kidding me? She's like in her 60s. Let's investigate. That's not she's that 65 old. years old. She's like that's old. She's yeah. like in her late fifties. Oh, I need to know if she's you still doing that. Mark, <laughs> that's only twenty five years away. You think you're only gonna live for twenty five more years? God willing. <laughs> yeah, right. We can He's get a, a psychic in here. With this fucking eating disorder I have, I, my days are counted. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Is she still? You might what, not what's have she doing right with now? The eating disorder. Oh Let's get her God. personal life and everything. <laughs> Look, she's not dead. I didn't it's say she was definitely though. dead. I said she might be dead. Yeah. She's still doing I can't scenes. believe you would wish death upon this woman. I yeah, only wish crazy. death upon myself. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah. all wow, look Damn, at that. I told you she was you in everything. Bert, you watched all of that I watched every single one of them for sure. Amazing. <laughs> and, then, and then you still want to wish her death? That's crazy, bro. Yeah, how could you Real sex that? was like the worst show. It was on Frasier. If we get a psychic in here. I'm out on the site. No, no, no. Like, the, the, they, they no, he's us, out because they're going to come in and say tell he's, us which, he's gay. When we die. <laughs> I don't care. 
You don't want to know when you die? I don't believe no, that. No, I don't want to know either. Because what if How it's like tomorrow? I would be like That's so awful. scared. What if, okay, yeah. what if no, we got a psychic? No, that would be great if they out. told you that if you, you I would be scared. And they were like, you're going to die tomorrow. No, because you know what happened? Be what if tomorrow just you told the person? And you'd be like, this is all bullshit. Or what if they just told the person next to you when you die? Like, so like, they would tell Marley when you die. No, because if I was going to die tomorrow and they told me that, then I would go and like do a bunch of drugs. And then I, and then I, they would be like, just kidding like that's you're your not yeah. and then i would be like Fuck, i want to now i have to you know you now i have to go back and get sober again crazy shit well yeah i would just take a bunch of molly and yeah. grow up on people whatever <laughs> um fuck i was gonna say something relating to drugs death and psychics yeah. oh oh uh, here's here's topics. my happy medium this is my compromise i don't want anything to do with psychics i don't want anything to do with horoscopes but we could take a team road trip to Sedona, and we could do a podcast from the Vortex. Oh, okay. I'm fucking in for With that. With a psychic yeah. there? What There's the everything. Sedona's literally I know. one I, that's giant why I love bowl. It. I literally love Sedona. One, it's magical. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> the town itself is Magic a bowl of crazy. there. Yeah, yes. because everyone is, like, picking up on the... Vibrations. Yeah, yeah, the, the vibrations are, <laughs> and, are powerful uh, there. I actually got my aura read there. Of course you, you, you can did. do photo photography of your aura. Mm -hmm. I'm all red. I knew you were going to say red. God, I'm psychic. You know, Jesus. you can see my aura. <laughs> I'm positive you were going to say you're red. You're a Pisces moon, so it doesn't surprise me that you're a little psychic. You're a right. Pisces moon? You I are know. I know. She She's keeps so saying soft. that she's making Wait, it up. That's crazy, bro. Moon no, is like no, your emotions. A Pisces moon is like a very special person. Yeah, you're very intuitive. Soft, you know. But but let's not like let the cat out of the bag. Okay. Internally, let's let's okay, relax. Okay. What if Berkey just changed his picture on Google and it's really just him? He's just the Matthew. He's the Matthew that's he's behind. The, it. Wait, Matthew. do you have a secret astrology business? <laughs> yeah, that that's actually how I got rich. <laughs> wow. That's actually how I got rich. Just conning people into believing that I can read their future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's way better than me conning them and believing they can get better at poker. <laughs> <laughs> that poor man. I know. Poor Matthew. Uh, I hope he's not Matthew. a viewer. He just Matthew. gets roasted Aww. all the time. This poor son of a bitch, when he gets in here, he's going to wish he never was born. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to have Marley on for that show. Yeah. Because I'm going to have to leave like halfway through. Someone's gonna... Yeah, she wants to have an astrologer yeah. come in. Read his chart to I'm, him. I'm not going to lie. I'm... I'm very... Unsure about. Don't feel peer pressure. <laughs> it's okay. You be can the tell logical the human. I know you yeah. are. Sometimes I get into it. Um, Never feel bad about being a rational human being. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get into it. I'm into like the proper like Jodish stuff. I know I'm not into it. But I know people who did it, and that's when I kind of like, okay, maybe this is real. But so you think it could ha it could be real? I think there could be something to it. I yeah. believe in like energies. There you go, Burke. I feel like it's just a way of describing Hold energies. On. Hold on. Hold on. Uh oh when people say i believe in energy it's neither created or destroyed stop i need that to be quantified <laughs> is it kinetic or potential? because okay, nobody go read a quantum physics book nobody <laughs> is trying to dispel that energy is a fucking thing yeah but like emotional Fergie, do you know what like happens when people die you don't know yeah like everything um, is vibration yes I know that sounds whatever, but it's true. Well, sound is vibration, yeah. <laughs> it sounds Wait, silly, but nobody it's... Scientifically, nobody's dispelling that. What the fuck does that have to do? Think back when you were watching the lesbian and, and fucking horoscopes. Those are and... two different things. 
first of all. So okay, which one like, do you want to tackle? When, when we say we believe in energies, yeah. what are we saying? That the world transacts through energy? Yes. It's like, okay, yeah. yeah, sure, fine. But what the fuck does that have to do with... Because it has to, because being birthed and being coming into the earth at a certain time and when your parents had sex and the whole thing <laughs> yeah. is an energy that has brought you, which is your energy here at a certain time, which coincides with other people's energies who are born at the same time. I mean this with as much love as I can <laughs> muster. I mean this with as much love as I can muster. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> There's is, something to Yeah, but it. honestly, you, like, it's so funny because you are like a classic Aquarius. You are such an Wait, Aquarius. Wait, but I agree exactly like, with, with, with what he's saying, yeah. and I'm not an Aquarius. Right. What are you? A Leo. A Pisces moon, obviously. That makes sense. No, but you but it does make sense that you're a Leo. Oh yeah, yeah a Leo yeah, too no, makes sense. No, it does make it sense, does. actually. Uh, <laughs> it does. We want Explain. To he doesn't just, fucking know. No, of course of he doesn't. Of course I know. know. I just can't. I'm not going to be like attacked by I know, both these sides two, here. These two. The, like, do what they don't teach you astrology oh, in Pittsburgh. See what happens when someone that, New York. that it or shouldn't New York. make sense for and is that person. No, no, Brian. Person. Well, Everything makes sense. Yeah. What are, what are some contradictions? Because I because bet we could go down everyone the has and find a multiple signs yes. in their chart. Each planet is in a, everything. Yeah. Each planet is in a different sign when you're born. So you like, guys just need to keep an open mind. Like this is crazy. I mean, like you haven't even situations looked, that you haven't even looked into it, it personally. I'm just saying I'm open to it's it. It's possible. Exactly. That's why I respect. Chingo has dick sucked one time for believing in, in fucking astrology, and all of a sudden he's a lifelonger where he's just like, my vibration is so high right now. Like I'm glowing. Right. I'm radiating. With energy over here, uh, and you guys just don't get it. That's true. I, He's right. He would be right. What do you want me to do? <laughs> like that's it. You're the poor guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 like, I've had enough of this. I can't take it. Marley, you've made some new content lately. <laughs> yes, not, not about, about astrology, but I think astrology video would be actually pretty that would cool. Be funny. You, that that might be the next skit. One three player believes in astrology. No, that's not, that's. That's you have to play high stakes to believe in astrology, bro. Yeah, you think the bell curve. Yeah, yeah, like what you talking about? Why it's you, like why, that. Why yeah, it's to like that bell curve people? meme where it's like astrology isn't real, and then you're the hundred IQ guy who's like malding, and then there's like the other guy who's <laughs> and then like there's like the higher beings. yeah, who's like it's probably real. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, that yeah. middle yeah. bell. You're literally that please, middle bell curve hundred malding guy. And there's something there with like reading people, like trying to guess their sign based on how they play poker. Hmm. Yeah, could be, could, could be. You could do something like that. There could be. You, could be something if you need there. any consultation on astrology bits, I'm here. I, I will dig yeah, to I'm the sure. ends of the earth for I'm all sure. the comedic gold in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll help you right. I'll do anything because I think this is the most laughable concept that's caught on in the last 10 to 15 years. I can't wait to 10 to 15 years. Maybe like marry someone and they're going to be like literally. He literally. Just that. It's, it's inevitable. Everybody he dates ends up is like some kooky astrology. Why do you lady. think I'm single? Because <laughs> you're not open minded. I don't know. You, but true something that. attracts you to them. Yeah, that's true. True. It's, it's, it's because I get duped easily. Okay. I have a savior oh. complex and I see them. Oh. I'm like, I'm going to make them understand he the stars don't mean easily. anything. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> 
Oh, God. These mean astrology girls keep duping me. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is the craziest ones are the hottest ones, okay? Let's, the hot, crazy matrix. Yeah, the hot, crazy scale. You know what it is, is for guys, thing. though? It's the, it's the hot, dumb matrix. <laughs> <laughs> truth to that yeah. there's there's probably a lot of truth to that yeah. i imagine if you're if you're born with uh especially as a guy if you're just like pretty yes all of the favors Brain that dead. get thrown your way you you don't yeah. become studious no you don't learn a trade yeah. dumb as rocks yeah you just pick up, up heavy here things they're and... like drooling when they talk to you like, oh what's that can you tie my shoe <laughs> but they're so hot so it's like you have to compromise i mean but somewhere. then your maternal instinct kicks in and it's like what more could you ask no, for? not me you have an adult baby not me oh so we're back on what i said you're not fit to raise a child the fact that you literally don't want her to have kids is crazy it's so weird isn't it what's your mo i i don't want them to be brainwashed by this astrology bullshit right it's the astrology is is bringing matthew the astrologist in here so that you can actually find your soulmate we need to actually is it just, him we need to actually just bring him like he's yeah. gonna be like oh we need to do a run of show no, blah, he's blah, gonna, blah. and then just he's gonna one, have an eye opening day, someone's just gonna walk up the stairs and just honestly and his energy is gonna be so powerful you're gonna be like whoa <laughs> you're gonna like fly out the window honestly if I didn't have to do run a show for that day, I would accept it. No, you have to still do it. We're just gonna I, surprise you. I would be like, like, yeah, Burke, that's a great I'd be totally topic. fine if I walked in here one day and I was like, all right, what's, what's run a show today? And they're like, don't worry about it, we got it. Or maybe like a medium. Yeah, a medium. That's fun. Yeah. <sighs> Who would you want to talk to? Nobody. There it is. That's, <laughs> it, yeah. Yep. That's go. literally Berkey in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like him. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Ignorance is bliss. Sign me up. I, I'm happy to be in the middle of that curve. Uh, Triton was great. Yeah. Triton was great. Triton was great. I have been enjoying your, your new uh, Thank content. You. Thank you. It's been great. Tell me, mm, sorry. Uh, tell me what direction this is going. Like, what's, what's the end game? Well, the, the like super end game is I want to shoot a pilot of some like more structured show and maybe get some like real funding for it and just Ooh. put it on youtube like a short series about poker about my life but well not necessarily my life i think it's gonna be about my life but i guess that although i just kind of want to make shit and that i enjoy i can see I you know. doing like the marley sprague sitcom Kind of like the Whitney Cummings show. I know, I was thinking that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Benj isn't really an actor, though. He's made a couple of appearances in my videos, begrudgingly, but he's, he doesn't really... Can we That's pull, okay. He could just be... Really... He could be an inspired role. Even when he plays yeah. himself, he's just like, hello. And I'm just like... <laughs> Let's have Matt Damon fill it. Or that guy from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse Plemons is, yeah. is, is his top <laughs> Well, Let's pull up one of her stuff, because there's probably people in the audience that don't know, like... What we're talking about right yeah, now. Yeah, Andre will get on it. Um, Anyways, yeah. I'm whether he's fun. an actor or not, I actually think like his type of humor is so dry and hilarious. Yeah. So, like even if it doesn't translate funny. into a scripted thing, like there's definitely yeah. gold there on, or like there's meat on that bone. I would say. Well, yeah, he's the funniest person I know, and he uh, he he just when he's when he's like on, even when I still vlog and stuff, I'd be like, oh, trying to film him. As soon as I put a camera on him, he's just like. Shuts down. That's so funny because he's he's hilarious on his stream. Well, yeah, it's true because he's he's kind of chilling. Yeah. Right. But when he's on, 
Yeah, he like gets performing. A like he's sitting at his computer, like See, playing I'm poker. I'm the opposite. So. Like I, when I'm performing, I can just let loose and go crazy. Right. But when I stream, I kind of feel a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, he's British. He's British, right? He's yeah. British. Yeah. But now he's. But he reads all. My, I sent him everything I post before I post it and be like, "Is this <laughs> on is this Twitter?" Funny? Well, everything I post, I send to him first. And I'm like, "Is this cringe?" Oh man, you've needed this forever. What? <laughs> like uh, a buffer before you tweet. <laughs> He's a great buffer, yeah. Sometimes he doesn't catch everything in the net, and I have a few things that slip by. That <laughs> like when you're drunk, and just, when you're drunk, and just press send before sending it to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what group am I going to pick a fight with today? Hmm. Yeah, I, Bonimo, what are you up to, buddy? Sometimes he vetoes things. I, I did make, I made this video about busting the main, and the line originally was when I'm walking across the bridge, like I'm going to kill myself. It was like the original line. He was like. Yeah. You don't say I'm gonna like so. <laughs> maybe make it a little softer. I feel like that, maybe imply I feel like that's, it. You know? <laughs> I feel like that's the difference between uh, like dark American humor and British humor. Right. Like they're so dry and sarcastic yeah. and bordering on mean, but they never take it too far. Yeah. Where like for us, yeah. we're not that funny, but like we just take it to the we're depths of the mean. earth. Like yeah. yeah. How far can we possibly push this envelope? And they're like, yeah. you know, they have like some class. Yeah. Yeah. Like, show a little tact. But yeah, I think it's also the accent because they just sound so... 100%. They sound... I don't know, he can say the meanest thing, like, objectively mean, and it's just, like, sweet. Yeah. It's just funny. No, Whereas it's if I true. Said it, I don't know. But no, it definitely is true. Like, I've noticed that when people, like, have accents and they're talking, like, they can literally just say whatever, and I'm like, yeah. That's right. because if someone has an Australian accent, you stop listening and start or melting. Or British or Irish. Irish. I don't like accents actually. It's a really with an accent person. Wow. Yeah. See, I'll probably end up with someone without an accent. Yeah. What do you got for us, Andre? Which one are we watching? Oh, oh speaking of accents. Welcome to Poker Etiquette, lesson one. Right. Poker is more than just strategy. You must learn how to behave at the poker table. It is a civilized game for civilized people. Today's lesson is about seat changing. If a player gets moved to your table and he is of lesser quality, if you know what I mean, it may be tempting to seat change to get position on the gentleman. Don't. That is dreadfully rude and very poor form. If you do decide to move to his left, it will not be taken kindly by the other patrons and you may find that you've overstayed your welcome. This has been Poker Etiquette. <laughs> Stay tuned for more. Oh, hello. That's great. Like your, your accent is spot on. Thank you. Yeah, well, someone commented like, that it was bad. And what? I, yeah. No, I think it was spot on. There's a few times like, I go a little <clears throat> Australian. But. Yeah. Do you, when you're in England, do you ever spend time just like trying to fit in and just roll with the accent for like days? Um, no, but since I'm here, people also, sometimes I think I say certain words now. Mm. From just like being around? Just being around it so much. The other day I was in the Starbucks drive-thru and she's like, where are you from? Is that British? And I was like, no. I'm like, Boston. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's okay. I, I tried. My, well, I can't do a normal language. That's like my, obviously the queen. Yeah, yeah right. That's not Posh. how like people speak. Yeah, they have we so many UK accents. There's so many, yeah. I can't do like a normal one if I was just to, I have to do Mary Poppins or nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of American accents too. Yeah. 
I know, but I almost feel like... We've gone through this before. Yeah, I feel like (laughs) if you're comparing, like, size to number of accents, like, the UK UK has just so many. Yeah. Although, maybe... Maybe not, because it's so regional here that it's, like, just little plucked-out areas that speak... Like yeah, slightly so different dialects, like, more like a little variation. bit of the northeast, and then like a little in the Midwest, a little of the south, and then California has their own thing. Um, I guess staying on the topic of content creation, uh, we've kind of all watched this unfold in the public sphere from from day one. Your vlogs were insanely popular. You kind of reached a point where that wasn't of interest any longer. Now you've transitioned into these like little skits, which I actually think are hilarious, but I imagine are probably more taxing to create just because it's not as off the cuff. Like they have to be kind of scripted, filmed a specific way. Uh, maybe not like that last one, but like more so I'm thinking about, uh, I, thought, I thought one of the funniest ones was uh, when you were uh, mimicking telling a significant other a hand history. Oh, the oh, poker yeah, that one was funny. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought that was hilarious. Thank you. Um, but I imagine that's a that that's like very taxing to write and to film. Maybe not to write because it was so real. It's just like <laughs> this is just pulled out from like a last Thursday type of thing. No, yeah. Well, I think the hardest part is when did you just vlog? It's kind of is like more of a template, so you just kind of copy and paste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hands. I'm walking in. Da da da. Whereas that with this stuff, like I, um, it's like you know random new things that are kind of a gamble so you have to just like try shit mm-hmm. and um but i'm getting it's just a much a muscle like anything else i'm getting better at just so do you think the process has gotten more difficult or easier as you've kind of evolved oh it's way easier because it's like a formula you know it's a muscle but um but i still sometimes I, it's hard to see sometimes when you're like making shit because you're so close to it and you're like I get to a point where I'm like, is this even making sense anymore? Am I even, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I have to yeah. show it to other people and be like, mm-hmm. is this making sense to you? Um, but yeah, I guess it's just, it's still, you know, hard, but I'm enjoying it. So I guess now compared to then, uh, like what types of feelings do you have around the content? So whenever you were very first starting, it's kind of like those, ha- I have nothing to lose type of thing, but you had immediate fanfare and a lot of, uh, like a pretty big audience right away out of the gate. What type of feelings and emotions were wrapped around that compared to now where you're a few years in, you're pretty established, you're attempting to kind of like make curated content where you could eventually get to something a little bit more polished and potentially have a series or whatever the case may be. What's the question? Like, like what are, what are the, what's the difference in emotions uh, around those processes? Oh, well, this is like more of a passion project. This is just me doing what I want to do. Um, yeah. I think before I was coming from more of a place of like, what do people want? What are people doing? How can I mimic? Yeah. How can I see what is working and try to fit in? And now it's more like, okay, like if I could say anything, what would I really want to say? It's, it's not looking so much outward. It's looking inward, as corny as that sounds. Yeah. Um, but... But it's so it's like way more rewarding. Yeah, but it's, like it's just way more energy. Yeah, I was gonna ask. It crazy. seems like it would be more fulfilling to do like your creative yeah. stuff. Totally, and and I. But I also feel like I had to go through. I think it's important for like a lot of people to go through that to make Hannah's videos and the traditional vlog and a day in the life or whatever. 
because you have to do it and then you kind of find where you fit um but it is scary because a lot of times like there's no there's no like formula for this there's no one i can like really look to necessarily and be like okay i could copy these things and they'll work that's good though like being one of one is is valuable yeah it but but it comes with a lot more like anxiety and like fear of because you're just like Sometimes I'm just like, is this like so cringe or is this funny? <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's the line is very thin sometimes. Right. So wait, along those lines, then do you think that you're more anxious now or in the beginning? Um, it's just different. I mean, I would say now, but it's only because I'm more aware. I before I was just kind of like blackout and uh, I would just like push it down and just like ignore it. Um. And now I'm just so hyper aware of everything. Um, I guess I have more to lose now too, because I've now I have a little bit of an audience. Before, just like no one knew me. See, it's so, funny. I don't know. Uh, from my perspective, I would I would kind of think the opposite. Like yeah. when we first started creating content, it was a lot of those same feelings where it's like, where's the hole in the in the space? How can we fill it? But then more specifically, how can we ensure that we're giving the audience what they want? Type of stuff. And with that came a lot of, it's difficult to separate the signal from the noise, right? Because the loudest voices tend to be the vocal minority. And yeah. they're often going to be the negative comments that are overly amplified. So like, there becomes this sense of invalidation and uh, you start to develop a bit of imposter syndrome around this type of stuff. Like, should I even be doing this? Is there a place in the space for me? That type. But once you curate an audience and uh, once you kind of get that positive momentum rolling, at least from my vantage point anyway, you get to a point where you're not too big to fail, but you stop giving a shit about pleasing everybody, I think. And you just get to a, a kind of a vantage point where it's like, I'm not going to let the audience dictate to me what they want because they collectively don't know better right it's Mm -hmm. i'm going to give them something that i think is new fresh and fulfills a need in the space and then pay attention to the feedback as close as i possibly can but that's scary because there's no because inevitably you're going to make some shit that they're like boo Yeah, yeah, yeah and it could happen like even if you're quote unquote already got a following you know you put out 10 videos that just miss and you'd be surprised, you'd be, you know, surprised at how quick that they turn on you or they leave or they, you know. So I think, um, I think that it was just like anytime you were taking more risks with it, it's just going to create more anxiety. But I think there's the, but the more times you do it and then it works out, you do have that like reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that like prevent you from uh, like taking the next step forward? If you get that negative feedback, like, does it become crippling? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't envy that. That's, that's so brutal. Uh, I, I mean, I've done, like, a little bit of creative stuff, but never for a big curated audience and never so risky that I thought it would fail. Like, the riskiest thing I probably did was, like, blog about my mom's death or my grandma's death. But that's such an emotional topic. It's, you're never going to get negative Yeah, you're criticism. almost protected from, like, right. anyone who says something assholey is like just making themselves look terrible yeah yeah it's like a free roll where it's like okay i get to expose this thing that i'm very insecure about yeah having grown up a part of but i'm sheltered by the fact that like it was done upon uh, done onto me rather than like yeah you're clearly the victim in that situation right yeah 
But I think, well, a lot of times I, so I think with comedy, like you can go one or two ways. You can either go self-deprecating or you can go arrogant um, and make it like that. And I think that's a whole lot harder to do and yeah. pull off. Right. And I, but I think it's a lot more challenging. That's why I like to, I do both, but, and that's the thing is sometimes when you go that route and you make the person like even more exaggerated, arrogant, full of themselves, that's when people can, it's like a mixed bag because if you do it wrong, people are like, oh, you're really like that or you're right it's yeah. like a lot more polarizing yeah it's just but you know again i think that that's it's a challenge so it's good but what are your thoughts yeah. on on like the creative space as a whole in poker like and then i guess second question would be are your goals to kind of stay within that framework or are you looking to kind of scale outside of this community i mean yeah i think everybody wants to eventually out little bit a higher ceiling outside of poker yeah like i don't know it, it's definitely my comfort zone i i keep getting pulled back into it because i i don't know it's feel safe <laughs> yeah but eventually you have to you have to branch out because i was making stuff before that actually like super niche um but obviously like you have to there's so many layers of like inside jokes there um, like my favorite video I actually made was that CI I made this video called CSI Vegas about poker players and the vaccine yeah, I saw stuff. It. it was good. Me and Spraggy were pissing ourselves <laughs> laughing at that for like a month when I was working on it. Like it, but it's just so you have to. It's like eight layers of shit that you have to know to understand yeah, right. it. Right. Um, so I just try not to make stuff like that anymore. But I, that's the shit I like. Yeah. It's making fun of the poker community. Yeah, like I don't know, <laughs> but. What, is, what does that look like, though? Uh, like, the content space in poker seems to be pretty curated at this point. It's yeah. literally just vloggers and then a tiny bit of, like, media coverage slash live streams. Right. So, obviously, like, there's a niche there for you to fill that isn't being filled otherwise with, um, like, produced content. Um, but, like, how does that scale? You know what I mean? Like, what... What industries do you think or what other communities do you think that you could potentially find humor in? Is this like a sketch comedy path moving forward? Or are you looking to do something? I don't think I move into another niche industry. I think you just move more general. Yeah. I think you just move more general comedy, general sketches, general life. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So you're starting a podcast is what you're saying. I've thought about it. I've, yeah, I don't know. I thought about doing one on like Patreon or something. I saw Ryan DePaul is doing one like that too. Oh, yeah, I did see. I don't know what the it is, hell? though. Do I got to get on this Patreon thing? Yeah, I don't I got to ask. Is this like a going. PG only fans or what? Because <laughs> then you can just go ham. On, I mean, on Patreon is basically just like uh, you doing what you've always been doing, but sticking it behind a paywall and yeah. basically stick hand, like uh, right. handing out a collection bucket. I guess it doesn't even have to be behind a paywall. Like you can just say, like you yeah, can just yeah. create Patreon and then it's right. Just, like we can just well, add like a Patreon. Tiers, right. It's right? like, hey, there's... do you like what I'm doing? YouTube's paying me shit, so would you give me like yeah, two it's bucks an a month? Donation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, it's like the collection plate at church. <laughs> kind of. You know, it's you don't have to put taxes, money in, but we're right? judging. Yeah. I mean, I'll just in the Patreon is I'll actually say I'm going to kill myself. I won't have Spraggy without the buffer. Yeah. Like, I think it's very important to understand that that people who are comedic in nature that often say I'm going to kill myself. It's an empty threat. 
Yeah. I say no, it all the time. Course. I don't mean it. Me and my three times a day. don't tell you. No, it's true. Like, like me and Nicole, we talk about how like if we're saying that, that means we're in a good place. But if we're not saying it, then we need to check on each other. Right. Like yes. it's like if if I'm saying like, oh my god, I'm gonna kill myself. Like that means that I'm feeling good. But yeah. if I start if I start going like I'm gonna kill myself, but not actually, that means like oh something's <laughs> going on. Something's going on. KMS is like the the best. Uh, acronym that i've come across in like the last few years just because adding it to like uh, a mildly funny sentence just amplifies it so much and you just always get the extreme like jesus <laughs> got a reaction which is what you're going for i think yeah. in most instances yeah it's just such or a like lovely same. thing like the c word is very um I can say it, but in England, obviously they say it. It's mm. like used as a term of endearment, but it's yes. just a beautiful Those word. Brits call I love me, that word. They yeah. literally it's call so me that beautiful. all the time. And also yes. the I, I R word. It. The R word is just so beautiful. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the cherry on top of, it's just such a funny word. Yes. What's the Objectively, R word? you know. I don't know the R, R word either. I don't know what the you R guys R know the R word. Oh, Come on. Oh, that's, I mean, New York, in New York, we use it as well. I mean, I can't. I don't know where we stand on that. I don't want to cancel you guys, but um, I still don't know what it is. Uh, I mean, you can say whatever you want. You're only going to cancel yourself. I am not condoning any <laughs> no, hate speech. The R word um, for mentally challenged people. Oh, okay. But it, uh, like meaning aside, it's just there's some words, like you said, or some phrases that are just so inherently funny. Yeah. And they just punch up everything. And mm -hmm. it's just so sad to see them go. Yeah, yeah well, I think the problem. Is, I, 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 I agree with you. I think the problem is is that they generally refer to a disenfranchised group that you're punching down at, right? Which sucks. Well, but because I also, and from my experience, like I'm generalizing, but first of all, like I think a lot of these quote unquote down groups actually like when you make fun of them. Yeah, I think I think you can tell by the tone and and the way it's delivered if it's actually an attack or just almost a. Hey, we're equals. It could be an equalizer, right? You can you can use it as like a quote unquote down group to equalize yourself with them because you're like, oh, you're not some poor thing. Like, yeah, I'm gonna make funny like I would my best friend. Yeah, this poor thing know? is catching on. I, that's, <laughs> that's not what it means. Uh, I I'm one to be on the side of I'm okay not being allowed to use it as long as we give a free pass to actual comedians. Like, yeah. I would be totally on board with. <laughs> uh with with comedians actually having to get like their their comedic card right and like once they have that license Ugh. then they just have the license to be funny in whatever way shape or form they want i to don't be. necessarily cards. agree with that because sometimes again sometimes it's all handing slept. the cards out what if they're just not funny <laughs> yeah you know yeah. it's such a yeah well, we have to have somebody funny. objectively no 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 ab stream no. is not funny but she'll have the card yeah she uh, would get the card whatever that's subjective funny. she's funny to some people and no. that, that that's quite like if you can get a netflix but special you really get to say dirt. whatever words you yes. want she's not even really that is she really i don't even know you see she, you don't even know if she's a comic no, that's no, how I know, bad I she know is her no no i know her stuff i think she's just shock humor yeah but she doesn't really she's sexual they're not like um right, right, yeah. race or yeah, no, 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 yeah. A, yeah. bad example because she's not using it but uh I, I guess yeah that that's my my whole vantage point is like especially with the recent thing that happened with will smith where He's mm. slapping Chris Rock for something <laughs> so innocuous. They, they came after Oculus. her on Twitter, huh? Mm. They had to have, right? I mean, I mean they like, went hard. I was reading it yesterday. It like, how ridiculous kind of that words are somehow so powerful now that it's yeah. inciting uh, open hand slap. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, what better Will way to Smith embarrass has, somebody? I, I think 
he's done that before. I think a guy tried to kiss him and he slapped him. Yeah, he did. I'm not it's kidding. It's think, right? Was it Bucky? It was, it was, on, it was, it was on like, like, I think he that. just, he just, it was you know, the run, he's, not, he's not from the Philly. Runway, whatever, like. He slaps people around. He's from Philly. We no, like to slap. The, the bigger problem than the actual slap itself was, I think, like, her, like, bravado and pride behind right. the fact that, like, her hair was made fun of, well, and her man slapped the dude over that it. That he was laughing, you're, you're, you're and then not from the hood. That, I mean, of course, that was weird. That's, right? That's the worst part yeah. of it. Yeah, because it was a funny joke, and he knew it was funny, right. and yeah. then he looked at her and was like, "Fuck, I have to go <laughs> slap this guy in the face." And they overcompensated. Yeah. Oh it yeah. Was yeah way, sure. and well, that's, what can you that's do at that point? That was cringe about it. Is Wait, that, you could just you could just hold her hand. Kept your hand Sorry. or giving her a, I don't know. No, he was, he was belly laughing. There's no coming back from that. You have to hit a guy now. Oh my God. No. <laughs> he was doubled over in tears like this Chris Rocky's. Oh shit. You're not happy. It wasn't even that bad. And then I she got was, you. It's not bad. Then she was laughing he after. He should have made a joke about slapped. her he said, sleeping Will around. just slapped the shit out of me. She started laughing. There was like a, there was like a, yeah, the a, backside a seat, view. Yeah, there was a seat filler. I'm so She's sad. There, it was videotaping. She's like this. So you can see her like yeah. chuckling after you I, I'm so sad. Like, I think this is one of the most missed comedic opportunities of all time. And granted, it may have come with the cost of an ass beating. But I think even Chris Rock, had he had his wits about him, would have ha happily exchanged the two. Slapped when him Will back? leans back and screams... Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> if Chris Rock would have just looked him dead in the face and said something along the lines of keep so-and-so out your wife's mouth yeah. as a no. rebuttal. Like, what, what, happens, anyone, what happens then? Tell, don't care. Tell what August to keep care. your wife out of his mouth. You can tell Chris Rock that if you say that joke, Will Smith is going to murder you. And I think there'll be a big part of him that'll be like, worth it. Man, there are no black people at the Oscars before this. <laughs> don't do this. Don't cancel us, Will. Come on. You already slapped the man Perky's in the just state. here don't for chaos. What I say? I'm just saying, like, the joke is that good and that timely that if, like, on, on Chris Rock's tombstone, it said murdered by Will Smith for an infidelity <laughs> joke about Jada, I think he would just be totally fine with that. He'd be like, memorialize me. I'm that goddamn funny. Uh, I think it was, yeah, I, I think that it was uh, a moment of hilarity that it's such low-hanging fruit. Like, even I could think of that joke. Yeah. He's he just probably stunned. thought of it. <laughs> well, his brain's a little rattled. Yeah. I don't even know that he thought about it. I'm going to. Jeez. I mean, it's so crazy she got upset about that. It's, just... it's wild. But it's not. But, like, when people get offended like that, doesn't that show, like, to me, my first thought is, like, you're so insane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. Like, you have, like, oh, Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you've, you've dealt with backlash like this. Uh... Sometimes of, it was deserved. Sometimes, most of the time, I would say not. Well, I think the most <laughs> the most scrutinized one was uh, the you and Bonomo. Yeah. Back and forth was. But actually, I think that most people kind of had my side in that specific situation. It was so fat. So. Because he's such a goober. Like the, he's so. There's such there's such a uh, there's an underpinning to the story that is hilarious. You and I were were good friends at the time, and while you two were arguing back and forth on Twitter. Uh, Bonomo and myself were flying to the Bahamas for the party poker 10 oh, million guarantee on like this uh, chartered plane out of Vegas that we were all going on. So I found myself in the fray where I was jumping in the thread and I'm literally at a private airport like this 
and I look up and oh like 20 yards to my left is Bonomo in his phone like this. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're getting on this like 30 passenger right, flight right. where everybody knows everybody. And like, I'm already sitting down and I'm on my phone like, I'm gonna tell this motherfucker what's going Writing on. A bunch and of I see him like words. walking down the aisle past me, like buried in his phone, like, punch it up, a... not down when you're a comedian. It's so funny, yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was hilarious and a bit cringe. Yeah, it's uh, probably it's on just, both sides. I think it's just kind of part of it. I think that if you're not pushing a little bit about buttons, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I also think like with comedy, uh, there's there's just always going to be outrage. There just has to be, right? Like, well, there should be. I I'm at a constant barometer of like, am I going too soft? Mm. Am I going too hard? Am I? Is this shot worth it? Like, is this whatever? But I think that. If you're if you're like never taking like a risky stance on something, then what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I guess then I guess my fuck? bigger point is just like uh, there's a lot of humor in being distasteful. Yeah. So, um, comedic license kind of allows you to take that route if you so choose, but especially in the culture that we live in now, where everything is cancelable, I, I think that like there will always be a subsection that is very against uh, any use of being distasteful, any sort of targeting groups. Yeah. Um, like, basically, if you make anything other than yourself the butt of the joke, mm. yeah. there will always be a group that, that is upset. Yeah. And I think that's a really difficult thing for anybody who aspires to comedy to try to juggle. Like, sure, you could be... The Jim Galfanini, is that, is that how you pronounce it? Is that the it? guy with the puppets? No. God, I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, Jim Gaffigan? Tim Fader? Gaffigan, yeah. Where he's just like, he's super PG. He never really steps out of line. Was, yeah, of course. I and like, know. that's hard, right? Like, I mean, he's very funny. And he never really yeah. does anything inflammatory. But that's not, that's not like raw comedy. You know, it's not Eddie Murphy. I mean, I think that that can be hard too, but like, it just doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Like, yeah. it's like yeah. sex. It's like you can tell me you're just gonna have sex with missionary star the rest of my life with like the most boring vanilla thing, and some people like love that, and they can more power to you. But like, it just doesn't do it for me. Well, I just woke up. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's the same kind of thing. I mean, I think know? it's like a matter of being authentic, right? Like yeah. you—that is your authentic expression of like yeah. your taste in comedy. Well, I also just think that like we've given yeah. certain passes to uh, to comedians across the board, depending on like how they're qualified. So like, if you're of certain ethnicities, your freedom to make fun of other ethnic groups is a lot more vast than if That's you're the Prussian Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even there. Ends up being lines, right? Like Dave Chappelle can make fun of like whatever ethnic group he wants, but the second that he makes a trans joke, <laughs> they want to remove it from Netflix. Of course. And it, yeah, it just becomes like a little bit weird where it's like we have to qualify the humor based off of the source rather than based off the merit of the joke, right? Like somehow it's an expression of hate if it's not coming from the proper source. I just think that like it's so hard because it's, it's, there's no like fine line of it but I think the intent is the only way you judge it and to me it's always bl 
most of it's blatantly obvious when someone's just like an racist or like yeah. an asshole. You can tell in the vitriol and the way that they deliver it and their history. You can tell when somebody's like attacking mm-hmm. and when someone just either made a mistake, swung and missed, or just. Well, so it's very rarely whatever. funny. It's very rarely yeah. funny when somebody who's like who's mean, outwardly when, yeah. mean when or racist. You know, or, you can tell when they're like emotionally involved in it, and then it's just sort yeah. of cringe, like yeah. because like they're they're coming off as very fragile in that moment. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's true. Uh, I think Bill Burr is like a perfect example, where I think to anybody who's not familiar with his comedy, he probably just appears to be this bigoted racist. Oh, he's the best. Though. Who's so angry and everything else, but it's all it's all the shtick. It's the complete bit. Like uh, one of the funniest things that I've I've watched him do wasn't even comedy. It was just like him having a conversation. He was on Joe Rogan, uh, some somewhere in the midst of the pandemic, like sometime in 2020, and or maybe it was like even early 2021. And they were talking about like uh, just COVID and uh, wearing masks or whatever. And Rogan said something along the lines of like, "You're not still wearing that thing, are you?" And he's just like, don't fucking start with me, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting into this. You're not going to bait me. Like, I think I the, saw that. They say wear the mask. I wear the fucking mask. Like, what's the problem? You know what I mean? It's like if anybody is going to be outwardly uh, hardcore right there and like my, my face, my freedom type of thing. The implication would be the Bill Burr because he's perceived to be bigoted and racist. But no, the guy's just fucking funny. Yeah. And he's logical and rational. And, you know, he abides by whatever societal norms are within a re- within a boundary of reason. Right. Like he won't be controlled. He won't be penned in. They won't say like you're not allowed to say these seven words or anything. Along that. And this goes all the way back to, um, oh, my God, George Carlin. The seven words that you can't say on TV. Like, this isn't anything new. But I, I do think that the, the hard line in the sand always seems to be that we tend to disqualify uh, based off of the source, which is, to me, uh, I don't think unfair is the right word. I, I just think it's, like, unnecessary, right? Like, uh, it, it seems it's strange just that... It's like, outrage culture, and you're going to yeah. find... It, the other thing is that... Um, not everybody used to have somewhere to air their complaints in a public forum. That is such So today, like, you're just going to hear a lot more of people being mad. And that's just yeah. a, the nature of there being not a barrier to entry to have your thoughts just broadcasted to the world. Like, now there is none besides yeah. having internet. I think, like, future societies are really going to spend a lot of time, like, psychologically studying this era. Yeah. Oh, we're, 100%. Like, we're, we're such a petri we're dish. We're guinea pigs. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, we're like yeah. such a petri dish for what happens whenever like everybody gets the same Connects footing with, of, yes. of a platform. It's information overload. It's pe- too many people like talking at once, voicing complaints, you know, projecting all their shit onto the internet and the world. I mean, it's just sort of like we're not biologically like used to this or meant for this so it's sort of just a lot and and it's not even just words right like you have the ability to express yourself in all capacities for the entire world to see so whether we're talking about nudism sexuality necrophilia necrophilia jesus kissing guys (laughs) wait what guys kissing them oh kissing guys right uh yeah i mean it's 
it's it's a good and bad thing, right? Like it's it's the evolution of any sort of technology or culture or whatever the case may be. We're literally at the forefront. We're I pioneers. Like, in that I regard. love that Wild West period, though. Like that's my favorite time of anything. You when know why? Why? Because it's when you can get rich. Yeah, probably. No, because I. It's just like I love when there's no rules it's or like yeah, yeah, and you're just like you know you could get like fucked over or killed or like you could like <laughs> become the best and the most rich. it's like and, there's and in this set... instance fuck over or killed is canceled sure, <laughs> yeah. the best is amplified like well so like with the internet the wild west is probably that um the early like sh there's the, all the shock porn yeah, and yeah. all that crazy stuff and there's silk road yeah. and that was like my coming up into the world time so right. i just uh, the wild west i still think we're things. largely in it uh yeah. with the advent of blockchain technology a little bit more mature now though well There's... the internet itself is but uh everything that spawns off of it is not right yeah so like, these social platforms uh blockchain technology right. all this stuff is brand new to us you're kind of seeing like the mini like iterations of the wild west happen like nft wild west yeah. now that's mature mm -hmm. but it's happening a lot faster because it's everything's online yeah so like the wild west lasts you gotta catch it quickly because yeah. it really flies by yeah at some point we're all going to be rendered useless and all we're going to have left to do is make funny videos and hope that people don't cancel us maybe I yeah mean, well, po poker is actually one of the rare industries i feel like it's pretty hard to get canceled that's one of the reasons why I love it too. Yeah. I mean, we need to cancel more, I would say. I don't say that. <laughs> we need to cancel some scammers and some. some yeah, we, we do suck at that. We really are forgiving, huh? <laughs> I don't even know that we're forgiving. Like, everybody's attention span to care is so short. Yeah. And honestly, it's like, it, it, uh, it both makes me happy and makes me question my own sanity uh, of why it interests me so much to toe the line. And be like, try to be like ethically correct and, mm. and live up to my values because it's just like there's so much more money in not doing that, and there's no repercussion. There's just yeah. not. Yeah. Right? Like, well, sleep to sleep at night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, sure. You have to live with yourself. Sure. The, yeah. That. Obviously, it's a personal choice, and like I understand it, right. but I'm also very critical of those who don't adhere to yeah. a high moral standard or whatever. Well, I think about this kind of often because it makes a lot of sense why there are so many like. Uh, people who are devoid of empathy like at, at the top like money wise mm -hmm. because like we all could name a bunch of ways to like get rich unethically right. but it doesn't mean that we're willing to do them i actually so, thought about this you've like, thought about this too no I've been thinking no about this just recently. i think we were having a conversation maybe like a year and a half ago of how much money like i could steal from the yeah. poker community right before like well, like I was thinking oh, yeah. it about I said it a, a million lot easy. when I was. I said it was a million. Yeah, we both agreed on a million. Like, right. easy. Like, oh, I need to borrow for this, or I, oh, I'm selling for this. Blah blah. Yeah, blah. I a mean, million. Of and you're if just you, like right off in the sunset. Not even stealing too. Like, like selling it. You don't, you don't have to go that far. You could even do like, I'm selling at 1.8. I'm selling at fucking <laughs> 2.0. I'm, you know. Well, like, when the pandemic started, that's I had not really stealing. That's just when, right. when the pandemic started. I had. I had infinite opportunities to like start clubs. I don't know. And just get like rate gouge, right? Right. It's like I could have made seven figures very easily. Yeah. Uh, with with a large email list, a community through self for y everything else. It's like we could have clubs sprouting up across all the platforms, ranging from ten cent, twenty five cent, all right. the way up to twenty five dollar, fifty dollar, whatever. Yeah. And taking 
you know, two or three big blinds per hand. Right. So rich. And uh, yeah, That's I mean, we, we'd be looking at like minimum 100K a month in rake. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that are doing this and it's like, I frown upon it because it's so, it's so cannibalistic. Like the people yeah. that you're taking from have no shot. Right. right, you're literally and you're robbing selling them, them the yeah. pipe dream that they do. Right, so it's the rake you can you can permit it in your mind because you're like, well, I'm fulfilling a need. They want entertainment, and I'm providing that. And it's the same thing as like celebrities selling it markup that's yeah. unbeatable. Yeah. It's like, well, they're selling their celebrity status, and people want to sweat it. And yeah. it's like that is a free market argument that I can't really combat against. Right, but I feel so filthy inside. Yeah, like, because I like, so you bad personally wouldn't way. do it, so right. it's hard to like justify someone else doing it. But, but I shouldn't I was... judge those that do. Yeah, is the problem, and I do. Like yeah. I look down so hard on people that take these paths because to me it's a shortcut, and to me it's like so, it's like such a gross way of capitalizing yeah. on weaknesses of the general populace. Right. Right. Like the whole yeah. idea of. I should get rich off other people's stupidity to me yeah. is a very toxic well, one. Well, something is like easy money in my opinion. So I thought about this a lot when I was like doing a lot of NFT stuff and how just every other day there's a new like 16 year old who's like making a 10K collection, selling out for like $1 million yeah. and then rugging. <laughs> and this is happening all the time and it's like extremely easy to do. But like there's, to me, it's like easy money is never actually easy because you're there's a moral cost and like that's why i always just think about like how there's so many like sociopaths at the very top because yeah. they don't care about like they don't have the moral cost so right. to them it's just like okay easy money easy money you're also it's providing detached. a service to play uh, like a lot of these people don't have access to of places to play right like, so I, I think there's like a line here like i well the line is if it's beatable and you're providing them a game that's unbeatable. You're not right. providing them a fair environment. Just just because of rake in general? Yes. You cannot beat two or three big blinds per hand. Yeah. I mean, nope. there's, a, there's, well, a, there's like, a medium, though, Berkey, where, like, you give some rake back if you think it's not beatable, and then you actually maybe make it beatable. And also, no, well, no because the rake? way that those function, you give the rake back to the biggest losers that cannot, that rake back cannot make them winners. Right. But you keep the biggest loser around because they are your, they're your marketing. Mm. They're who you're promoting the game through. And now you're taking Actually, all that. Actually, keep generating more rake. Right. So all right. you're doing is recirculating amongst the worst to keep those that can't. Ultimately, like you're making the most amount of money. And this is crazy to say, but you're making the most amount of money from the quote unquote winning players. Yeah. Because they're not fucking winning. Right. They're losing to the rake that you're now redistributing you're, amongst right. the biggest losers. And now you're flattening everybody else out. So basically your entire club now is losing like one or two big blinds per hundred instead of having giga whales losing 10 yeah. or 15 big blinds per hundred. You're basically trying to make it all break even across the exactly. board so that you can just rake So you can just rake it to death. You just become a sports book. Yeah. And yeah, it's like whatever. I mean, to me, that's unethical. But to others, I don't think it is. And I, I, I recognize I'm on a high horse saying that because it's like, I have no problem with women doing OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. None whatsoever. It doesn't go against my value system. It's like, get yours. That's fine. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that would say, like, that's morally corrupt. Right. And I think it's the same. It's not even close to the same thing, though. Agreed, agreed. Because it's it's yourself that is being exploited in that instance. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. self-exploitation oh, that you're comfortable with. genres of it that, like, to me, like, I, I was reading an article about, like, financial dominatrixes. And I think it was a maybe it was Vice or something else. They, they was, did like was an this an article or was this a it was research like a, paper? It was a, it was like an op-ed. <laughs> like it was like a well they they interviewed um, guys it, who who like participated in this market. 
no, it was not a how to. <laughs> it was an, it was they were talking to guys who have had and a lot of time because I know somebody who does it and the vernacular that she uses was like really interesting to me because she was saying a lot of like relapse with me was like a common thing. So I'm like, what's going on here? Like, is there like, what's the market of who is back? So they basically uh, insult men and into giving them money. And I guess that's like a a fetish of some sort, but I was reading in the article and it's, it's actually like, it just left me with a pretty bad taste in my mouth because a lot of the guys uh, who are buying it are like, really addicted to this dynamic and it's like stemming from a lot of trauma stuff and Mm -hmm. so to me that felt very morally icky like to to read about the other side of that yeah knowing people on the side benefiting from it and these guys are not like rich guys either like they're like they're like borrowing money to yeah. like give to these. Well, the drug economy is the same. I mean, every, every vice, alcohol, yeah. drugs, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I it's, don't know. It's very hard to it's know. Hard. Like it's, it, yeah, applying free market in those areas allow you to remove the 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 moral judgment, I think, or the value yeah. judgment. But like at the same token, it's it's just like you're gonna get to see people get ruined. Yeah, I, it's just sort of like, I guess everyone just has their own line, and it's sort of like what you can what can you sleep at night doing sort of thing. But it's, I mean, we justify it to ourselves in this game. Yeah, I know where it's just like, okay, everybody knows high stakes, isn't it really like you're getting a couple whales that are effectively probably have a problem, not all the time, but a lot of times they have problems. Right. Well, I mean, people get exploited a lot. Yeah, Yeah. no, they're for sure getting exploited, but I think it's willfully, uh, which I don't necessarily know that that changes the debate. Right. If you're a problem, like that's the old argument. If you're an alcoholic, is it really you? If you're a gambling addict. Right. Well, I guess what I'm saying about the people in high stakes is that generally it won't break them. Um, so though they are being exploited, it's willful in that regard. It's like manageable. Yeah, but I don't necessarily know that that makes it They're better. They're functioning. Right. Alcoholic. But like, I don't but know like, that makes like it better, some, right? But some maybe don't, like, right? Like there could be whales with their whole... But usually it happens more at the, the mid-stake table. level, I mean, but... Uh, yeah. It's so tough because a lot of, I think a lot of people, even if they know that they're losing... They're happy to do it because right. they can afford it. Yeah, yeah. And they're literally like, I, in that case, great. Yeah. But I don't think that's everybody. Well, I guess that's, that's the part where it's like, I don't even know that I can, like, we justify what we do basically. Yeah. Where it's like, for me, it's a battlefield. It's a competition that everybody knows the, the rules of. Yeah. Everybody is on level playing field. We all have access to the same information within reason. We all have the same abilities to achieve a certain level, right? And some willfully choose not to and enter the arena anyway. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, like I see poker the same way I see other markets, yeah. right? It's the same thing with stock. There's always going to be dumb money in right. every market, right? And I can't have a bleeding heart yeah. and empathy for all of them or else like the world just kind of stops turning. Yeah. But like, and also like they're trying to take your money too. Right, so. <laughs> right. So it is kind of fair in that regard. But then it's like, well, at what point do I get to become self-righteous, right? Mm-hmm. Then why do I get to judge the person who's saying, well, uh, I'm just not going to be the person who plays in the game at a fair capacity. Instead, I'm going to be the operator. Yeah. Because somebody needs to be the operator. Right. And that's going to be me. And I guess is it, I guess it's not technically like super unethical. Well, are, do they add, are they showing that how much rate Almost taking, never. Right? So then like that ask. part is a little bit like. Yeah. And there, it's also like very pyramidy. Like there's almost always downlines where it's like you have an agent who has an agent who works under the umbrella of the game runner 
and like each and MLM. every one of them gets a cut of the rake and they're each allowed to pass on a certain cut of the rake to their losing players and right. you know it just all gets dispersed because they're taking that much out of the fucking game right yeah it's like when you're taking that much rake that you can be on the down line and still making like 10 or 20k a month yeah it's just like what the fuck does the upline look like right at the top that means that they're making like five ten x that amount yeah um which means that you know nobody's fucking winning but uh, i again i do think that i'm a little bit self-righteous in those regards it's just uh, it's it's a philosophical dilemma that i haven't fleshed out yet yeah uh and i don't even necessarily know how we got this far off track but well i did want to make some side comment like you were saying about the only fans and stuff i watched my first mukbang the other day have mm -hmm. you ever seen a mukbang yes <laughs> no it's disturbing. It's so what is it? Wait, what is this? A mukbang is when people make the. It's a big thing on YouTube. Yeah. They they gorge themselves. Um, they're usually like super overweight, and they gorge themselves yeah. at McDonald's or whatever. It's and you crazy. watch them for like two hours, just stuff their face and uh -huh. like. So this is mad popular. There's yeah, one guy yeah, super popular who started it. I watched yeah. a video about him, Michael Ca Avocado or something. Yes. Yeah. And he started off like very normal looking, very normal sized, and then the compared to the very like most recent, he's massive, and it's just like the it's gotten even crazier. Like the it's just like. You know when does it at what it's point huge. does it stop oh god yeah no. so these people Wait, here, this food. is gonna trigger berkey's disorder but uh, yeah. <laughs> i'm not the goddamn one with the disorders these idiots usually yes, it's more yeah. than that it's like a whole table yeah oh, this the, is and, so and like disgusting. the thumbnails are always people, like them. millions of views yes. like show yeah, like the thumbnails like it's like it, them yeah, with like popular. look at that that guy Nick Okada or whatever he, he just so his first video ever he's he's like a thin man this is so sad to me it's crazy but this is like these I don't know why they're but they're, these are huge on YouTube they're million people love how many views does this have people want to feel better about themselves they what even want to is it silly because I wish I could do that's what well I, I think it's do. either people are fat like that and eat poorly and want to relate or, or at least be able like? to point to someone and say like that guy's worse than me yeah I right? think it's like some of it's like vicarious eating maybe yeah but, or, but or the, like other people just want to watch a train wreck big of a market for it is it's so crazy well think about it it hits, it hits both sides of the spectrum right there are a lot of people that are Un, like are incapable of getting their eating habits under control and they can't lose the weight and they they want to relate or at least look to somebody who's worse yeah right? and just be like oh my god like at least Actually, i'm not him no this makes sense because when i was like addicted to drugs i would totally want to like watch people worse than me yeah and then the other side of it is people who are like normal or, or normies in some regard to this just want to see a fucking train wreck yeah they just want to point i mean i like, watched it for like longer than i, <laughs> <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> it's mesmerizing i watched several different ones yeah. i was just like what is happening but it was sad to me it was just like it's like you're saying about i don't know there's something gross about yeah not, not, not because it's bad but just the whole experience of people watching it yeah them i don't that's 40, I think 46 the, million views. The it's sad crazy. part to me is that they're getting like such like positive feedback on it that it just creates yeah. this feedback loop of them yep. like continuing you, to gorge yeah, you're themselves watching, more you're and like more and more. You're like watching someone slowly kill themselves. Yeah, and, and then they like, will like eventually the sad, like yeah. that's part the, about it the is, end right? of it. Yeah, but the is, companies are probably in it on they're probably in it on it in on it of too. Of course, yeah. Like, why you get 46 they be? million views. Like I want you eating my why stuff. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah, they're they're sending them stuff. I mean, there's there was a guy named he was on big on youtube when youtube was just starting called shoe nice and he would just chug 
bottles of alcohol. Oh, I remember it. I remember yeah. this. What? I've and, seen like TikToks. Yeah, and he would eat like glue and like paper and just chug. He would eat anything basically. And then he started getting sponsorships from like alcohol companies. He had a drinking problem too. So obviously he's. Downing, I mean, this is you know, kind of the twisted of part, vodka. right? Because like if you're providing content that's actually beneficial to people rather than just a train wreck, train wreck for them to watch. Yeah. It, the 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 opportunities are so much lower. You get a positive feedback loop. Yeah, well, well, it's guys... just like if if I go out there and create a a, a diet optimization channel, yeah. right? And I'm not saying like a one size fits all one, but more so just like a model of like, okay, these are what macros are. This is this is uh, how a, a day should be laid out. These are good healthy recipes, all that type of shit. Who mm -hmm. the fuck's sponsoring that? Whole Foods isn't coming out of the woodwork, right? right? Yeah. But it's really easy to just say, like, I'm going to eat a thousand McDonald's chicken nuggets. Did I say McDonald's? Because I meant Wendy's. Right. Like, which one of you want to throw money yeah, at me? Yeah, exactly. And, and they're well, just very is, quick to line up. Same thing as news or anything else. Like, there's, yeah. there's money and outrage. And there's, the reason why news isn't news Soft anymore. Stuff. Right. Because healthy stuff doesn't really sell. Mm-hmm. It does. It, it does. It has stories. a smaller, smaller. It has. It certainly has a market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more niche than it should be. Yeah. And on top of that, it's new. So it's like there aren't yeah. the established old brands, right? Like Nabisco and Kraft. These these guys aren't getting in the game yeah. whenever it comes to health because that's not where the money lies. Mm -hmm. Sure, you can upcharge because people are willing to pay a premium, but you're not. You're not hitting 80-90% of the population like you are when you make a fucking little Debbie snack. Right. Well, and there, it's also like the the health like stuff that people will be pushing is like a flat tummy tea or like these gimmick things that are like quick fix type yeah. of things and people just want instant gratification. So uh, Mark Cuban is like one of my favorite on Shark Tank to watch when it comes to this type of stuff because he's very rigorous in calling out bullshit. Because mm -hmm. when it comes to supplements, uh, you can guarantee anything. And there's no regulatory body. Right. So people will show up what? and they'll say like... Yeah, supplements are like are not regulated. Right, they're not regulated by the FDA. So yeah. like there's no regulatory body over them whatsoever. And uh, a lot of times in their ingredient list, they can hide a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So if they put like natural flavors, it can have fucking arsenic in it. <laughs> and it can fall under the label of natural flavors, yeah. right? So people will come on, they'll make these wild outlandish claims. And he'll just like snap, stop them in the middle of their presentation and just be like, have you had this clinically studied? Have you had this clinically tested? And they'll just be like, well, you know, we're waiting for a patent. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm fucking out. You guys are crooks. <laughs> and it's true because it's like everybody who's trying to now get into that space, recognizing that it's a growing niche and that it's a billion dollar industry moving a lot closer towards the trillion because everybody has fucking health problems now. And the idea of living better is is kind of becoming a lot more popularized, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody that's now trying to enter that space are just trying to merge the two together. It's like, yeah. well, there's this big collective space of people who are unhealthy right. and eat like shit. And we we know that we're not going to be able to transform them all the way to the other end of the spectrum. So how can we overlap the two? I know we can give them what they've always had and what they've always wanted and then claim that it's going to do what this new space is guaranteeing. Yeah. And there's nothing fucking stopping us. Yeah. Right? So it's just like, it's, it really is, that's another good example of like it being the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. And I'm not necessarily saying that uh, the FDA regulating supplements Let's or whatever be. would be a great thing, but it is very I mean, clear. No. Of course. Not exactly even yeah. like. Of course. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're ancient right. in what yeah, the FDA I mean, pr promotes as like health yeah. science. 
the food pyramids like the biggest fucking <laughs> oh joke. my like god and the, yeah. yeah it's just like laughable the way that they even qualify right. different types of food let alone how yeah. they recommend they should be consumed yeah and it's all backed by big biz, uh, big business you know right. it's like if if you look at it it's just follow the lobbyist money and you'll understand how these governmental programs are being developed right yeah. like there's a reason why food stamps buy certain things, why WIC buys certain things that, uh, you know, you can't utilize in other areas. It's, it's, it's all predicated off of where the lobbyists put the most amount of emphasis and where the money lies. Mm -hmm. So when rant. can we get those lobbyists to put some money in poker marketing? Well, that is actually yeah. happening. So yeah. I don't think people understand, but a big reason why... WSOP and BetMGM and Party Poker US and even PokerStars US, the reason why their footprint is so small and why the growth is so slow is because they're, they're basically cock-blocked by a lot of state-by-state -state laws and legislation, right? So when they, the, a major factor as to why they lack such marketing premise or prowess in each of their markets and why there's no growth, why there's no um, real push to acquire is because they're spending all of their fucking money, all of it, on lobbyists. That's fine with me, Every honestly. single penny to try to get more states legalized. Because the second that they can get California on board, in some way, shape, or form, the whole dam breaks. Right? Yeah, really? It really? Is that I, like the toughest one? It just hinges so much on California, New York, and Florida. Mm. Like, those three states have such high liquidity by comparison to the other 47 right that just one of them coming on board and saying we'll share liquidity with the I think entire the united states stream is just like endless people with like play that game like yeah. where do yeah. people come from in yeah. la like right. where do they fucking come yeah. from yeah. what are you doing like, you're covered in tattoos and you have so much money yeah. and your name is like dj mushroom like where did you come from that doesn't happen in vegas no one's just rolling no. up to the wind no no you know it's just and, and it's, it's, it's in the town but it's, it's such like a that. small glimpse into the world too because there are underground games that are five times the size that are populated by you know two or three times as many people crazy and, and like you know we never even see them in the public sphere every once in a while like they they're, they just get bored or they don't have a game that night and they're like yeah i'll come play hustler live you know what i mean right and, and a lot of that's how ryan acquired these people like just being a part of the private scene brushing elbows with certain people that uh you know it's yeah. like hey well i have this show would you like to be a part of it? And yeah. you know there are personalities out there that are like i would love to be on right. camera yeah, yeah. like fuck yeah <laughs> Let's get out there, man. And like, you know, that's that's how you get reoccurring characters. Yeah. It's, it's hard, but you got to hustle for the money these days. That's true. This, this market's not what it used to be. No. You guys don't understand what 2003 was no, like. No, and I, it's like, I am jealous because I missed, I was, poker was already like solvery when I started. Yeah. 2003 was like LA poker. Not, right. not even the way it was played, just in the, in the total turnover of money. Yeah. It was just free money after free money after, it, there. There, it was never going to end. I remember uh, my roommate in college, bonus hoard. He just bonus hoard for a year and made a hundred thousand oh. dollars. And I was like annoyed and like laughing because he was like grinding like fifty cent a dollar online. Yeah. I'm like, you're an idiot. Like this is never gonna make you better at this game. Meanwhile, I, I have like twelve thousand dollars and it's on the fucking table every <laughs> single time I show up at the casino. <laughs> like, hey, you, you hear there's a five ten game? Yeah, I'm taking eighty percent of my roll. You want to come? <laughs> and it's like I'm struggling for like the first three or four years and he's literally just like bonus whoring and affiliating right. and you know making six figures but long term it worked out better for me yeah as far as acquiring skill yeah but like I look back at that time frame and oh my god the amount of money 
that was left on the table. Like it's just crazy. having just having liquidity and the I ability to play imagine. bigger than. It was so free. There was like a mini online like COVID boom. That's like the closest thing I've experienced to there being like. It felt like a throwback. You know, it, that was fun. The it, it did feel like a throwback. Good. I was playing WSOP every day. And I think for like the better part of six to eight months, I was playing 2550 plus. Yeah. With like random. I mean, the 200, 400 was running. Like, yeah. 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 This guy, JS Carney would show up and we would just like get 100, 200, 200, 400 off like once or twice a week. I, oh my God. So sick. <laughs> because it's so infrequent you're so disgusted by the outcomes so it's like uh there would be days where i would like just be getting ready to walk out the door to go play pickleball and do something with my life mm -hmm. i'd be like let me just check wsop lobby real quick and i'd log on and like js carney would have just like he might be the only one sitting i'm like fuck that's sit. or it's like there are five people sitting and not everyone can play 200 400 and i have enough balance it's like okay i'm gonna sit and you always get wrecked in that spot always 100 yeah. percent of the time and it's like god why did i do this to myself this is so dumb i should have gone and played pickleball right but like looking back like what a fucking year it, yeah. it was insane that was the most i ever made online that in was my really life. it was cool because that's the closest thing i've experienced to like pre-black friday online poker yeah just the prize pools were massive like that wsop online was getting crazy oh yeah like that was yeah uh we'll we'll end on this because i can't believe it took me this long to get to it but it does transition well do you miss high stakes i was there the first time baby marls bambied her way into ivy's room i was literally playing two five with the win and you texted me like we have a seat open and i yeah. was like okay <laughs> and I, um and well the person who stakes me that was like he had he had um which by the way everyone thinks it's you who's staking everyone women in poker the, the crazy comments. part is i was openly backed at the time like i was very <laughs> yeah. open about the fact i was backed for these games and people still thought that i was somehow backing more just think you're a sugar daddy because well, uh, you are how i got into the game yeah but, but everybody that was has no a contact component it was just whatever but um but yeah and so the guy i just he still stakes me for big games and uh just texted him was like hey i knew you were interested in staking me like i have a seat right now i'm headed over to aria Does that offer still stand and he was just like yep have fun and then <laughs> but uh, do i miss it um i i have to say like i'm kind of like i'm kind of like over the swings now i don't yeah. i don't really have the gamble in me as much anymore i really can get excited about like a big tournament series um but besides that, I'm like kind of. Also, it's like I said, it's so infrequent too. So when you do lose, or it feels like such a small sample, there's so much pressure on it. Cause I'm like, mm. fuck, if I lose like 300K tonight. Like, I mean, I, I felt for you a lot. Like, we were in pretty close contact throughout the whole time that you were playing the big game. And you were just on such a short leash. And understandably so. It's hard to come up with like millions and millions of dollars to play these games, but it's obviously a super profitable spot too. So it's like, if you have 10 buy-ins, if you have five buy-ins, you just take these shots. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, like the game often got big. I, I think the oh, first huge. game you came and played, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we were playing three, six and we were four-handed. It was you, me, Dr. Sean and Baldwin. And the game was going to break until you showed up. And honestly, you did the best thing that you could ever do in that environment. She walks in the door. I think we were like five or six-handed, but it was clear like a couple of people were going to leave. She sits down. And just immediately orders a whiskey. <laughs> and Baldwin was just like, I'll have another one. And he just like absolutely committed to getting was, drunk at that point. Wow. 
it was great. We ended up playing like four-handed for a few hours. Uh, I think I won it my first. I won. I think I yeah. won like thirteen k or something. Yeah, stupid, yeah. I think but... it worked out pretty well for me. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got the drunk guys pretty good, but you were hit. You obviously had a seat locked at that point. Like they were yeah. huge fans. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember Sean. You were like racking or whatever. I don't know. If, did you send Andre the video? No, I didn't. I have to find oh, it. It's I fine. Don't worry about it. But I, I took a video of her like racking and it was just like this moment where it was so clear that it was like a big deal. And I remember what that felt like. Yeah. The first time I walked in that room, I was mortified, especially because like I didn't was get that the, the chili. The yeah. Chili time. yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't get to like just sit with no resistance. Right. Like yeah. for all intent and purposes, everybody was very welcoming to Marley. I walked in and Alan Richardson like oh my God. looks at me and goes, the fuck is he doing here? And Jeremy's like, uh, you know, he's Bob Bright's friend. He's going to get a play today, yada, yada, yada. Richardson storms out of the room. And he comes back like half an hour later with a fucking printout of my Hendon mob. And he hands it to Jeremy, oh like sticks it in his face. He's like, he has $3.2 million in Hendon mob earnings. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, like I've been here for 10 minutes. And I can't Jeez. afford to be in this game to begin with. <laughs> yeah. like, can you let me gamble in peace? Man, that's so funny. But then he played with you for 10 minutes and he was like, oh, he's a good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he could stay. Um, but yeah, uh, it was just like, you know, I think everybody welcomed you pretty well. Uh, but at, at the end of the session, like she, she won and like she's sitting there racking up her chips and everything. And uh, I, I remember it was like this, this question of like, what the fuck do I do with all of this? Because first of all, those big games are a little awkward in the sense that there are way too many chips on the table. Mm. So like, you might have at any given time five different denominations of chips, yeah. which is so outrageous. Right. Like no other game in the world plays that way. You play five ten, you have two chips on the table. Period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so like you end up with like all this change and all these racks and stuff like that. And I remember uh, I don't know if you had a box at that time or like they were getting you one. Uh, but I just remember Sean looking at you and going, like, kind of giving you an elbow, being like, if you stick around long enough, they'll get you a big box. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and I had been playing for, like, two yeah. years at this point, and I had just gotten a big box. I'm just like, yeah, yeah it's a real it's special box. It's the girl factor. It's the girl factor. Yeah, that's true. Face equity. Face equity. It's why face I don't get speeding tickets. Uh, that, that's Jeez. fair. Also, yeah. what I had to do to get the big box was uh, lose my key to the small box. <laughs> I was just like, I, I don't have it anymore. So they had to drill it. And they're like, you're here a lot. Do you want a big boy wow. box? I was like, I would love a big boy box. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I'm ready for my big boy box. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to stuff it full of coins and things. So it feels like I have real money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put all my Bitcoins in there. <laughs> those are tangible, right? Yeah. Uh, I miss those games so much. Uh, I miss like everything about the Ivy Room. And I've played a lot of private games since... I don't think anything compares. I'm a little weary of playing private games that aren't casinos now. I, I just we had I had one bad experience. I won't get into the details, but it was a few Vegas regs who got, were pretty sure got cheated. Yeah, I was supposed to go to that game. I was invited to that game. I, I thought you were there. No, we're OGs. We know better. No, I was definitely not there. I warned you. I warned you. You had to meet your hero. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to like. No, nah, we say out, the name, then it, yeah, it, it, yeah. it comes out right away. I know, I know what it's like. Yeah. Anyways, I'm weary of it. Plus, like, just other things like being a girl, too. Just even if you, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I would, like, want to have somebody that I know there. Oh, mi As, minimum. like, a buffer. Yeah, like, because yeah. I, I just feel like things could get a, a little dangerous, maybe, potentially. Yeah. I, I, I could say pretty confidently that nothing 
will threaten you physically. Right. But I can also say pretty confidently, you will absolutely. Yeah. I mean, be get uncomfortable hit on at stuff. some point. Like that's whatever. I'm there to make money. Yeah, but like so if that's part of like the sort of like because I, when I worked in retail and customer service or whatever, I had to deal with that too. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. I get, and honestly, like, to be fair, in this arena, like, if you're playing high enough and you're a woman, the best thing you can do is draw a line in the sand quickly. Because yeah. these guys. What if I just wear, like, a, a tux? No, like no, no, it's not about that. Oh, it's, okay. it's literally just like checking them the first time somebody says it. Mm. And more importantly, doing it to somebody that doesn't have enough power over you to kick you out. Right. Right. So it's like. Just setting the precedent. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you don't necessarily go after the guy in the room right uh you you kind of like let him observe you checking like another reg or something yeah. like that who crosses the line because i i think that like fair is a great example of this she was never disrespected once mm -hmm. well I she's also phil's wife i understand wife. i understand that's that a but great, like, it's a great buffer yeah it's yeah like, no it for sure is it for sure is but it's like it's like it's like hitting it's the on nicest Steph Curry's guy wife. The, you can't yeah you can't hit on no Steph because wife. i'm not gonna say names but there are other like there are other like wives that play in that game that like don't get that same treatment. Yeah, but Phil's like the nicest guy in poker. Sure, it but would, like, he would be a complete uh, asshole to hit on his. Yeah, wife. but there are like just a lot of older creeps who are giga rich that can there buy and sell Phil twice. Care, that's right. For sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm married, and and for sure, I still get it. For yeah, hundred like, percent. You know I used what I mean? to wear a fake 100%. ring, and I feel like I got hit on more when I had the ring on. They're like, oh, I feel a like challenge. Melissa Guys, would love the underworld. I like, would. I was raised in the underworld. I, I, the yeah, wild west. I could see it. I, I love the see wild the underworld west. Like, I love that stuff. It's she like, was born into the give darkness. Give me no rules. Like, give me some danger. The underworld is I'm easy. there. Yeah. I do feel like I put up with too much. There's been a few times where, like, I've been in games, private and actually on streams, and people have come up to me after and been like, okay like that was mm. really bad and i was like oh yeah i didn't even think of it like i don't people just got i guess guys being touchy or guys mm. being yeah um i don't know what the word is i don't know but, it's sort of weird because when you're in a game and someone's being like that you kind of know that you have a, a bit of an upper hand on them like yeah <laughs> It's it's weird as a guy's vantage point Maybe too. It's bad, but uh, yeah. especially like yeah. if you already have an established relationship, like seeing seeing a wealthy older guy who's the game's built around, right. like call you baby or sweetie. Yeah, it's just like I don't know how innocuous that is or how like bothersome it is. Yeah, but it seems it seems innocent enough where like that's not where the line gets drawn. No, I wouldn't. Like, but then I wouldn't I, I've seen like that. a whole other pers uh, the whole other side of the coin where it's just like. Girls are getting like fondled and yeah, grabbed, see, and one, like they—they're getting tased if they're touching me. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure, sure. But sometimes it's not as overt as like they're literally putting their hand on your leg. Right. Like, they'll just touch kinda, the back. They're touching your mm -hmm. arm, and they're yeah, or like, or even they're just like in your. Face. I would probably just Bro, make I've a seen joke. It all. And, I've seen I would it probably all. just yeah. be like, that for the you're the so touchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll for the Patreon. I've seen it all. I think usually where the line gets super blurry is whenever it comes to jokes. Uh, I'll never forget yeah. this for the rest of my life. Uh, and it was honestly probably uh, a bad look on my part, but myself and um, Freddie Deeb's daughter, uh, Jeannie, were at the same WSOP main event table. And it was the two of us and like seven men over the age of 50. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, her and I were, were friendly enough that we like bantered back and forth. And they're kind of all on the outs. Like they're, they're just bad rec players, whatever. We're the ones making money off them. No big deal. And this was probably like, I don't know, 2014-ish, 2015 maybe. Um, so 
there are there are a couple guys like in the four, five, six seat that are just relentless with the female dealers. Mm -hmm. Like they're just hitting on them at no cost. Like there's just no hesitation. They're yeah. just pouring it on. Right. And they're kind of like making subtle flirty comments at, at um Genie too. Or or Janine rather. Um but like, you know, in, in the dirty old man kind of way, like nothing too terrible. It's a light spirited table. Otherwise though, like there's a lot of jokes flying. It seems to be no big deal. So there's this one dealer who comes in and uh, she's like a middle-aged Asian woman, relatively attractive. And she starts pitching the cards mm -hmm. and um, Janine's in the one seat. And uh, as the girl goes to pitch, it hits her hand mm -hmm. and the card tables. And I just look at her. I go, get your dick beaters out of the way. <laughs> and she starts dying. The old men just about lynch me. Like, they were not fucking having it. They just immediately went into, like... Really? Into, like, into papa, papa mode. bear mode. Yeah, and just, like, let me know wow. how out of line I was and everything else. And I, I really did feel like... Oh, man. Like, even before I said it, I was just like, this one's close. <laughs> this one's close. I'm not sure if I can sneak yeah, this one by. But it's too good for me to pass I, on. Yeah, I don't know that. I, I didn't know that when you said old creepy guys, like you were talking about yourself. I, like, yeah, I <laughs> you were the creepy guy in the situation. I, not I was not the creepy guy. <laughs> but uh, as it like calmed down, like a couple minutes go by and everybody kind of like, you know, the, the tension eases or whatever. This guy in the, the, the five seat or whatever uh -oh. basically just like offers to the, impregnate the dealer. You open I'm the just door. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Because, <laughs> yeah, you see, that's the thing too is people don't. But his thing is so you were friends with the girl, right? Yeah. You had a report. Yeah. Yeah. People think that just because you say it to your friend, yeah, that, that they like, can do it. Right. That you're, oh, you're cool and you're dirty and you're. He was, the, he was like one of the first ones to jump on me for saying right. it to her. Because he thinks it's the same thing, friends joking like yeah. that, and him saying it to a stranger. Well, it's the same thing as like, we'll talk about this like off the show where you'll be like, I wish I could make this joke. And I'm like, it's fine. That's like our banter. And you're like, but I don't want like random guys to like think it's okay. Oh, you'll get and, white knighted and it's so like, hard no, and not, I'll get canceled. No, not white knighted to that. They'll think it's okay to like make oh, inappropriate yeah, 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 jokes too. at me like when I don't know them. Right. Whereas right. like, it's like, no, you need to like build a rapport with me in order to like, for me to be okay with that stuff. Otherwise you're just coming off as Yeah, crazy. I just thought it was like particularly hilarious that like he stood up for a situation where he thought like I was out of line and yeah. then immediately yeah. turned around and got worse. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like he found a way to just like one up me very quickly mm -hmm. and make this dealer like want to crawl out of her skin. But also is that term used outside of our friend group? I don't think so. That's I've why never I've, heard it. I've never. Right. Heard it. That's never why I wanted to introduce right. it. Like you said that so casually to yeah. her, but like from someone from the outside looking in, I would, I would like, shocking. I would never say that to a girl at a poker table, no matter if I knew her. Oh come on! If it's your friend, why not? I guess if, but if you ever used that term, if Danielle was, if Danielle was at the table with you, you wouldn't use that's, it. Yeah. That, okay, that's different. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Okay, <laughs> so you understand then. But Danielle has used that term, and we've all like use it in our friend group. Whereas, if, like, if I, I thought Janine has ever used that if term, I've never that, heard of that term. Listen, if if she were upset, then I would wholeheartedly agree with okay. you. Okay. Yeah. When you said you thought about it, you said, oh, this one's close. Right. Right. Because I, I mean, didn't yeah. necessarily know how but she like, was going to react. Right. But, but I like, thought it was too good got, to pass I up guess, on. I guess, like, from. 
the outside dick looking in. Crazy. Like, yeah, have you ever heard? That's like wild. really strong. Right. Like, like your <laughs> dick beaters. Feel free, feel free to use it's that. It's your one. hands, you know. Dick <laughs> beaters. Yeah, I've never heard that before. You have a good point, but it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Right. I, I, don't, I don't think anybody was confused at <laughs> yeah, what I was getting at. Right. Of course. You sure I'm gonna you start were using watching, that to you guys. You weren't doing anything when you were a kid with, with the, that porn. <laughs> the dick beaters. That's funny. It's not even mine. I wish I could take credit for it. It's Garrity. Yeah, it's Garrity's. Yeah, Garrity actually. At least he's the first one I heard. Dick Peters. Yeah, strong. He uh, honestly, I, I I should hang out with him more. Like he was very good at coming up with funny vernacular. Yeah. In uh, for such a quiet kid, he was very original <laughs> whenever it came to that kind of stuff. Also, almost all of it was inappropriate. Now that I think about it, Most like a four it, card yeah. straight. Yeah, we, yeah. we can't say oh that. Oh my on god, air. that's my favorite term. <laughs> I need to know what this is. It's so good. We'll tell you off air. You just can't say it. It's so you just can't funny, say it. It's, it's inappropriate, especially in 2022. It'll I still say it, but like I just text it to my friend. Oh my yeah. I can't say it out loud. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> for the Patreon. That's yeah, for, for the, the Patreon. 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 Right. Patreon. Can't get canceled on Patreon. They're paying for it. Right. It's, it's funny, bro. Oh. Marley, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks uh, for having me. That seat's open all week. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, if you want to come back, uh, you're <laughs> always welcome. I just like material welcome. today. I have nothing else to talk about. Well, it, we never, we haven't had a run of show. That was my big thing. Huck I was bangs, in the yeah. and I, Oh God. It's over. Oh, I wish you wouldn't have introduced me it's, to that. He's gonna be watching them all night. <laughs> no, not. Hundred percent. I, I, I You'll can't. Be mesmerized. Things like it. that just like turn my stomach instantly. Yeah, no, it's like gross. I, I it's like wild. watching a necrophiliac talk about sticking his no, hand no, no, in a jar of interesting can i just explain that because i know it sounds a bit bad when i say i would let him have his way with me and i don't think i actually would but i don't have a choice he's well, he gonna dig, dig my grave up he can but like this the way he, he has such reverence for dead bodies <laughs> that i really like that i i think a good interview is when you come out of it you know, having a different perspective on, right. uh, and so I definitely. What did. you're really saying is, you've never been that respected while you were alive. You would hope <laughs> yes, that your dead body. No, I have. <laughs> <laughs> he he was like, I just like to lay with the dead bodies. Oh my oh my God. God. Okay, I take it back. He's a better cuddler than me. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm out on on uh, oh smoothing the dead body. You know, he seemed kind. Yeah, sounds real fucking kind. Yeah. All right, tomorrow maybe we're gonna have a run of show. We're gonna try. It's been been quite some time. Um, that's going to do it from us. I'm supposed to promote the Academy again. God bless it. Ay, ay, ay. I'm Maybe only getting script. upset because there are specific things I'm supposed to say, and Corny. I don't remember what they were. Per Justin. Justin I just, I've you. blown this three days in a row now. But anyway, we have one seat remaining. Uh, we had a cancellation, so there is one seat open. Possibly, we're not sure. We do have a second set of dates open uh, April 26th through April 29th. The first set of dates is April 27th through the 30th. Uh, potentially one seat remaining. Um, we can clarify that via email. But it will be a four-day experience. Two days of Poker Out Loud gameplay. Two days of game theory study. Brought to you by... The Salt for Y coaching crew, including myself, Matt Hunt, Christian Soto, Chris Convalinka, and Landon Tice. We can't wait to have you guys, host you guys, and analyze your gameplay. So hopefully if you are looking forward to playing Poker Out Loud, this will be an opportunity that you can't pass on. Uh, again, we have one seat open for these dates, and uh, we've just opened up a second set of dates. So head to academy.saltforwide.io for that. I think that's it. 
I think, I I think that's that's it for stuff to plug. We're going to talk high-stakes poker tomorrow. Um, there's a specific hand that I don't know that we're going to talk about yet, but I am going to get the footage for it, so no more screenshots. We're actually going to have some footage for you guys. Uh, thanks to PokerGo. Big shout-out to them. New episode every Monday. Uh, usually we talk about it on Tuesdays, but we had a special guest today. So we're going to back end that till tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we should be back live again, 1 p.m. tomorrow. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, leave a comment. It helps us in the algorithm. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you all tomorrow. We out. Peace.